Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 198 of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis. Today, we're going to be talking about identifying shoulder labral tears. We'll be going over the causes of labral tears in the shoulder. The function of the labrum, we'll be talking about signs, symptoms, and special tests to help you identify labral tears better and so much more. But if you don't mind holding a moment, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors. At MedCore Professionals, we offer mobility aids, bracing and supports, compression garments, post-mastectomy care, and much more. Your health and well-being are important to us. Your recovery is our priority. Our certified team will guide you to the right products based on your medical needs, recent procedures, or mobility restrictions. Visit us on Route 1 in Scarborough or at MedCorePro.com. We are Mark and Kelly Hassett, owners of MedCore. And we keep you moving forward. Ah, welcome back, everyone. So today we talk about the dreaded labral tear. Now, the reason I call it a dreaded labral tear is because they are so difficult to identify sometimes. And what I want to do is just give you some direction, okay, and some tips on what might look like a labral tear so we can make your clinical assessment in the orthopedic realm a little bit easier when it comes to shoulders because shoulders can be so complex, so let's start by talking about the labrum a little bit. Um, the, the labrum is a fibrocartilaginous ring that sits around the glenoid, on the inside of the glenoid, okay? And it's different than the articular cartilage or hyaline cartilage that lines the joint surfaces, okay, which is really nice and smooth and glossy, you know, like when you're 18, 19 years old and becomes arthritic and breaks down over time. Um, this is more of a fibrous ring that can move a little bit. It's thicker on the outside than it is on the inside, very much like a meniscus. And that helps to kind of support that shoulder a little bit, okay? So the purpose of the labrum is to... Uh, is, is a couple things. It's to act as a, you know, an attachment for the long head of the biceps, and it also helps to uh, attach the shoulder capsule to the glenoid. The other thing that it does, it helps to deepen the socket, okay? No different than having a beach ball out on your hot top, and the beach ball is just kind of rolling around, right, because it's, it's round on a very flat surface. And then maybe you take a tire tube and fill it up, put it on the hot top, and then you put your beach ball inside of that, and it now has some edges to it, and it helps to support it so the beach ball doesn't roll all over the place. Well, your glenoid labrum does pretty much the same thing in supporting your humeral head, so what causes labral tears? Well, you'll see this most often in people who repetitively use their arms, you know, volleyball players, tennis players, um, softball pitchers, uh, maybe even uh, industrial workers, people who do a lot of repetitive overhead activity could damage the labrum, okay? Um, the other people we will see this in are those who sustain dislocations, subluxations of the shoulder. And if you want to see a video of somebody who dislocated their shoulder and sustained a Bankart lesion, um, you can watch uh, the video in the links. I have a video of my son who dislocated his shoulder and sustained a, a fairly large Bankart lesion. And uh, I do a nice little demo with some special tests in there. And so you can see the real deal. And it's um, pretty impressive of what an apprehension sign really looks like. And then the other cause of labral tears could be degenerative changes, okay? So we know that people with weak rotator cuffs have a 
more superiorly riding humeral head in the glenoid. And when it does that, it erodes that superior glenoid, breaks down that labrum some, and can cause uh, some tearing and some some degenerative uh, breakdown. So that's another way that the labrum can tear. Now, what are some of the most common symptoms of people who have labral tears? Now, if you look in, you know, out there in the literature, you'll find that a lot of people complain of anterior deep shoulder pain. And you can also, especially if the anterior portion of that labrum is torn um, deep, just medial to the uh the coracoid process can be painful to palpate and touch. But more often than not, I find that patients who have labral tears have a difficult time determining where their pain is. And they they will usually put their hand over their shoulder and their fingers will be sitting on the posterior aspect of that glenohumeral joint. And they're going to see it's kind of like deep inside the shoulder. And they'll point to the most posterior aspect of the shoulder. So that's what I most commonly see with people who have labral tears. People can complain of instability. They feel like, you know, they roll over in bed and the, the shoulder kind of slips out and slips back in. Or they might do an overhead activity or reach out to the side and they feel like it's just going to pop out. That's another common symptom of uh, having some sort of a labral injury. And then other people will complain of, you know, locking and catching and snapping and popping uh, when they move that shoulder a little bit more than others. So if a person is 20 years old, it's not likely they have the snapping and popping because of arthritis, which we just talked about in our uh, crepitus episode. But it could be because they have a labral tear in that shoulder, especially if it's noisier than the opposite side. So make sure you always check that contralateral shoulder. There are three most common types of tears in the labrum, and one is an intrasubstance tear. So you can tear the labrum in the labrum, okay, so you could tear it longitudinally along the fibers, you can tear it across those fibers. Uh, They can come in many different shapes and sizes when it comes to tears of the labrum. There's also a tearing of that labrum off the bone, which is common with dislocations, such as a Bankart lesion. And then there is the slap tear, which stands for superior labrum anterior to posterior. And so basically the long head of the biceps goes through the bicipital groove over the humeral head and attaches to the supraglenoid tubercle, but also has fibers that attach to the superior aspect of the labrum. And sometimes that labrum will pull, get pulled off because the bicep will stress it and peel it away from the glenoid from an injury to the shoulder or overuse type uh, activities. And that is what they call a slap tear. And so those are the three most common types of tears. That's very difficult sometimes to identify what type of tear they have clinically. Most of the time you need to have some sort of diagnostic imaging such as an MRI or arthrogram, but we'll talk about that just before the show is over today. So how do we examine this? Now, shoulder special tests, you know, can be less than accurate, you know, when it comes to the labrum compared to other types of tests for the shoulder for different other other different problems, okay, such as AC joint injuries and rotator cuff injuries. The problem is that labral tears can present just like other injuries, and it can be very difficult sometimes to determine, is this a rotator cuff tear or is this a labral injury? Um, But here are some key points I'm going to give you. Now, we're going to talk about some special tests here, and I know there's a lot of controversy about how accurate these special tests are, but I think that the more important thing is that when you perform these tests, you're looking for 
certain findings. Okay, so I'm going to throw out a few key points here that uh, you should know. Now, I can't demonstrate how to do these tests over a podcast. So I'm going to put a link to each of these videos into the show notes so you can, you know, go right over to that and take a look at what that looks like. Okay. So first test that I like to do is called the O'Brien sign. All right. So you basically take the arm, bring it up to 90 degrees of flexion, horizontally adduct it about 15 degrees, and then you have them point the thumb down toward the floor. You give them a little bit of resistance on the top of the arm, and they have to resist that. Now, if they are more painful in the shoulder with the thumb down than with the palm up by doing the same test, then that's a positive O'Brien sign. The more important thing here, here's the key point, is that they complain about pain deep and posterior in the shoulder rather than right on the AC joint, okay? So remember that. If you do the O'Brien sign, that the pain should be deep in the shoulder uh, when they when they have discomfort with that test. The next special test I like to do is the speeds test. Now, I know all of you are going to be saying, well, the speeds test is for biceps tendonitis, but you need to remember the long head of the biceps attaches on that superior part of the labrum. So if you stress it, the, the speeds test, you stress that long head of the biceps, and it gives you some pain in there, it's very possible that you could have a labral tear. So I do a lot of these special tests in combination and don't just use them for what they are meant to be used for, okay? And here, the next one is is the more classic one, the apprehension sign and the relocation test. Now, you'll see in the video demo of the patient, my son who has a bank cart tear, um, he has a, a frank apprehension sign. You lay him on his back, you put the arm at 90 degrees of abduction, the elbow at 90 degrees, and you externally rotate the arm, and he gets a little antsy and tries to grab for me. And then uh, we do a relocation test, and it's much more comfortable, okay? So that is very common with people who have anterior instability or bank art uh, lesions. But you need to remember what's happening. When you externally rotate that arm, that humeral head is starting to drive anteriorly, starting to push that glenoid um, I mean, the labrum in the glenoid anteriorly and is stressing that labrum, okay? And then when you do a relocation test and you push that posteriorly, it becomes more comfortable. So it's amazing at how many people who have labral tears who have a positive apprehension sign, but it doesn't feel like it's going to pop out. It's going to be painful and they get relief with the relocation test. All right. So remember that if the, if they have frank apprehension, like the shoulder is going to pop out, then it is more likely to be some sort of an instability issue. But if it is just painful with the apprehension sign and then they get relief for the relocation test, you need to be thinking about that anterior labrum getting stressed. Okay, so remember that key point when you're doing that test. And then the other test I like to do is the clunk test where you basically drive the humeral head into the glenoid, externally rotate the arm and stress the anterior uh, labrum. And, you know, that can be a little uncomfortable with other types of shoulder issues, but if they have that range of motion, you can get into that position and they're positive on all the other special tests. It's another way to confirm that the patient may have a positive labral tear. So those are the ones I like to use the most. There are many others out there. Remember, there's like 220 special tests for the shoulder. So these are the ones that I find to be most helpful when evaluating my patient. Now, I said earlier, it's very difficult to clinically 
isolate a, a glenoid labral tear, okay? So your better way of assessing this is through MRI, and even better than that, arthrogram. It seems like the arthrogram picks up that fibrocartilage better in the labrum and um, can show up a little bit better in the imaging. And then really the best way to identify it is a diagnostic arthroscopy. So if somebody is just not getting better and they're still having the clicking, maybe some instability, continued deep shoulder pain, uh, you know, a, a diagnostic arthroscopy can be very helpful. It can really identify the problem and you can get in there and fix it at the same time. So um, that is our uh, story on labral tears and how to identify them. Okay, I think I'm going to be having a podcast in the future as I did this podcast, I'm thinking, we really need to talk about, you know, the surgical repair of labral injuries because there are new techniques now. Sometimes some people are just having uh, biceps tenotomies to relieve that pull on that superior labrum. Some people are having an actual repair, slap repairs and bank art repairs. And it's, I think, important to understand that when these are surgically fixed a certain way, that the rehabilitation is different. And we don't just treat all labral tears the same way. And uh, they are all very different. So I think understanding that is going to be very important. So I'm going to do my very best to uh, get somebody on the show so we can, uh, you know, an orthopedic surgeon who can help tease some of that stuff out and give us a little better description of how we should manage these better after certain types of injuries and after certain repairs. So folks, I hope you liked uh, today's show and um, be sure to check out all the videos in the links because I'll have four or five of them for you so that you can see how we do these special tests and uh, see an actual patient with a bank art lesion. And um, be sure to uh, make sure that you uh, rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or any station that you like to listen to OrthoEvalPal on. That really helps, um, you know, get us out there and uh, allow more people to learn from the content that we bring them, which I so love to do. I know we're getting close to episode 200, and uh, I just couldn't imagine that I would even get to that point, uh, but so excited to do so, and I plan on going further than that. So again, folks, thank you so much for listening. Have a great day and take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.